Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello there, audience. Uh, welcome back to A Real Creature Feature. This is Mac. I'm Mike. This is Dean. Okay. Uh, uh, today, we're going to be doing our second part of our mermaid talk. I did a lot more like random research for this one. Okay. And I wanted... So let's start off with this one. Uh, what do we want this particular mammalian-based mermaid to look like? That it has like an actual f finned tail? Or would we prefer having like webbed fingers or webbed toes? Ooh. So are we saying that we're going to try and go more of shape of water? Yeah. Well, it's a thing too, because it like it all depends on how like where we start with this will uh, for like evolutionary purposes, because, you know, uh, things that look drastically different, more time has to go. Um, but because uh, this is something that I thought that was really interesting that I want to make sure to bring up. So in the book. Life as We Made It by Beth Shapiro. She was talking about uh, like cloning mammoths and how really hard that would be. And they were like talking about they could do stuff with like Asian elephants and everything else like that. And like basically alter the DNA of an Asian elephant to basically reverse engineer a mammoth. Mm -hmm. And but it was really interesting because there she uh, said that evolutionarily speaking, the difference between between a mammoth and an Asian elephant is about 5 million years of separation. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, and, and look at what a mammoth looks like compared to an elephant. Mm -hmm. You would still think they're in the same ballpark, which that expression doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Oh, well. So if we have it that they only have hands and they have webbed hands and feet, we, it could be that it's closer to a common ancestor with us. As compared to if we have it, that it has a fish tail. Well, not a fish tail, but like mm. a uh, dolphin-like tail. That would yeah. be even further back. Well, here's the thing with um, again with that book, "The Rise and Reign of the Mammals." Um, mm -hmm. Like I was talking about in the last week, the whole thing is um, it's this thing of we as mammals had left the water. Like that was our thing. We had left. We were very small creatures during the dinosaur times, and that's part of what also helped us survive the asteroid. Yes, we were smaller. We had places we could hide. We were better off at being able to also our food sources were less limited than yes. the dinosaurs were. So we had the ability to scavenge better. And that's yes. what helped us do well at some point down the evolutionary line, obviously, to get to the whales. We had to go back to the water. Yeah. Now, in that case, obviously, at that point, However long ago that was that we decided, you know, maybe the water's the better place for some of us. Mm -hmm. um, would it? How did they end up going to essentially looking very fish-like? I do have. Uh, so it's actually really. Uh, oh, they were elephants that decided to swim. Kind of yes. Uh, well, no, actually, no. One hundred percent wrong. What? I uh, thought yeah. It was 
thought no. they were along the lines of no manatees and dugongs are whales oh. are uh cl- more closely related to uh, uh what was it cows hmm. i want to say give me a second i i made sure to uh bring this all together i have a bunch of like evolutionary uh trees all the trees uh cows sheep uh are in the uh, probably same family as uh whales and dolphins yeah and then oh. dogs and cats well dogs are more closely related to war walruses than than cats and then yeah, elephants and manatees are pretty close together. Interesting. Yeah, it's and it's actually I uh, I uh, so I found this uh, cool um, YouTube channel. It's called um, Moth Light Media, and basically there's a bunch of like different videos of like the evolution of, and it was really neat because so when you look so you think of a, a whale, what happened was it slowly grew out its tail. And it mm-hmm. became more flat and more fin-like, and then l- basically lost its legs. As compared to a seal, which doesn't have a tail, it just has or walrus, uh, but it has um, flippered feet that kind of they aren't really fused together. But the, like I think think of more like a sleeping bag. Okay. Where it's not like fused together. Oh. Yeah. That's that's new and interesting. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at the evolutionary tree of everything, and you're just like, Ugh. I do want to look at this, though. I want to make sure. Uh, seal skeleton. Uh, and it was really neat, because then I was also looking into otters, and the otter style of swimming is also very similar to, um, like, whales, like, where they use their whole body, kind of undulate, where seals only used their feet, not their tail. Hmm. Oh, scary. Well, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube okay, videos yeah, out there yeah, about there her swimming. Are, yeah, there are definitely very distinct bones that are, the legs are. But, like, it's very stunted legs. So, yeah, eventually probably will have evolved something more like uh, a dolphin if the evolutionary pressures uh, push it in that way. Because right now, it is a terrestrial uh, aquatic creature as compared to a dolphin, which is only aquatic. Mm-hmm. But then, um, like an otter is more terrestrial because it can actually move around way more easier on land. But the cool thing about I learned this about seals was that they also have a really flexible uh, spine. So there, there's thought that uh, they were able to go into a particular niche, evolutionarily speaking, because they were able to eat all the food that the dolphins couldn't eat. No, because they're a lot more flexible and let, they could get to uh, slower, more nimble creatures where dolphins went for bigger, uh, fast creatures. OK. And then I learned this, too, that there are uh, because of the introduction of the seal two or this like the overarching seals, because there's a lot of different seals. There's also false seals. I can't remember which one's which. I think it uh, false seals have ears and normal seals don't because. It it doesn't matter as much to this particular topic of what is what, but uh, there have been there's a huge chunk of like divergent evolution because of like the introduction of those particular mammals because then you start seeing uh, a change in animal behavior where you would have like these you that's when you start seeing like great white sharks starting to develop and uh, orcas 
because those things more specialize on hunting seals. And you're like, oh, so that whole uh, genetic arms race, when they ever talk about evolution, it's like, it's really interesting because, yeah, it's a chicken or the egg all over again. But it's like, so did this happen this way or this? It's just really confusing because once once again, we're like, we can't we don't have the most we don't have a complete fossil record for every animal out there because how are you going to dig up stuff uh, that was on the bottom of the ocean and has stayed on the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, and some of it's oil now. Yeah. Or yeah. Or how do you get a fossil record for something that doesn't have bones? Yeah. Well, it's uh, going back to my Permian Basin days in Odessa. They have actually an oil field museum. Mm. And a part of it is showing what the Permian Basin looked like 60, you know, 60 million years ago, where it was a giant coral part of the ocean. And it was this whole section of it. This area was just filled with coral. All of the animals that got trapped as things were like adjusting and changing out there way too quickly for them to be able to move. Yeah, so it was kind of, it was really interesting just to see because they have like this entire display of almost like a, I'm going to call it a diorama uh, of what uh, they would think the area would have looked like. And it's just this very heavy like coral basin with just a, just surrounded by water and cool looking like, you know, Loch Ness Monster type characters in there. Plesiosaur. Oh, that was because uh, that was one of the things that they talked about. Like a plesiosaur is an example of uh, very similar locomotion uh, of like a seal where they use their fins for yeah. locomotion rather than like a big tail. Oh, yeah. yep. That makes sense. And uh, well, once again, well, I, I don't know why I can't say the word walrus. Yeah, uh, they're also very unique because they don't own, they use all their limbs for swimming. Rather than like, like yeah. again, like a whale where it uses its big tail to push it forward and maybe the front fin- fins to like help maneuver uh, seals using their back legs more. But a walrus uses all their limbs for swimming. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, then by the sound of it, if we're going to have a humanoid mermaid, it would have to be it would almost have to be webbed hands and feet by the sound yeah. of it versus. Yeah. Uh, anything the- else or else we'd end up with whales or. No, what we, would, what we would end up with is because uh, that's the thing about it, too, is like the overall look. Yeah, you would have a simian looking face if it's far enough back where you could kind of see a resemblance of a simian primate. But it wouldn't you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, that looks human. Uh, but yeah. uh, I did want I because uh, I remember learning this. I got this from Scientific America. There are uh, people in uh, Southeast Asia that have like, they can hold their breath a really long time. I mean, like 20 minutes. That is a really long time. And what happened is they have proof that it's like evolution because they actually look at their spleens and their spleens are, uh, Oh, so to grow plus size spleens that may enhance their breath holding, uh, capability. Cause that's what your spleen does is hold red blood cells. Okay. So if you yeah. like, you can release more red blood cells, then you can have more oxygen in your blood. Blah blah blah. All that other awesome stuff. But yeah, uh, hold breaths in competitive competitive settings for up to three to or close to four and a half minutes. Oh no, this is like the war- okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, among the the people are uh, 
B-A-J-A-U, one group of people who live in the houseboats in the water area between the Philippines, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Indonesia Divers have been uh, recorded holding their breaths. Oh, okay. I was wrong about the whole 20-minute thing. Oh, jeez. For over, uh, I think it was on that TikTok. That's what she, it made it sound like it more. Okay. But like five minutes. Still a long time. Yeah. And uh, I, as my, my record is like over a minute of me not moving. Mm-hmm. And these people are actively swimming deep in the water, looking for shellfish and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. It was just nuts. And yeah, their bodies have uh, evolved or like well, yeah. mutated. And they're on the way to evolving to be very different looking than humans. Okay. Wow. Uh, if yeah, yeah, give another million years, they would be fish people, maybe. Well, not fish people, dolphin people. Okay. Wow. So, and, so you're telling me that the Bay Jow could eventually, if they ch- if they get to that point, they could. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, uh, if we d- if humans didn't le- discover how to travel faster than just what our legs can do, we didn't cross the uh, ocean blue in 1492. Mm-hmm. Um we could have had like a lot of different branches of humans after a few thousand more years of not developing any kind of technology. So, and so again, this goes back to the idea of why we ended up in with a lot of stronger upper bodies is because we did a lot of that construction work and less need for our legs to give us full locomotion over long distances. Cause we had kind of beaten that one. We had kind of beaten that one by, creating machines to do the work for us. Uh, and uh, that was the the article. This one that I was reading in scientific America is uh, sea nomads may have evolved to be the world's elite divers. That's the, cool. uh, but there's also another, like, cause I wanted to bring this up cause it's very interesting and it deals with that whole, what will drive something closer to the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like I said before, you're also trying to fit a particular niche. And if there's more of a need or more abundance of you to go deeper in the water, then you'd be able to fill that niche even better. Uh, So this is from the National Geographic. Meet the rare swimming wolves that eat seafood. Hmm. Basically, uh, what happens is it was in somewhere in Canada. There are a bunch of wolves that are staying closer and closer to the water and they're actually starting to eat like fish and everything else like that. And you're like, Oh, that's not very weird or anything like that. But given enough time, they will become better and better adapted to that particular environment. And they will start looking more like seals potentially, or weird looking otters or anything else. Cause like uh, seals are fairly close to dogs in evolutionarily speaking as compared to other animals. And so like, that's, that's how it goes. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dolphins. They started out looking like, cause like there's no like real, like other animal because they, they still have a very long per, uh, nose and face. Yeah. Uh, but they are about the size of, I think it was like a large dog and they had, uh, I think they didn't. Um, I think it was right before they had hooves, that particular thing. Because, yeah, like I said, they're closer, cl- fairly close related to a lot of ruminants. 
And then, yeah, they just kept getting longer and eventually uh, either lost their feet and legs or it just like they became so small that you can't really notice them. Nice. Goofy looking. And they're toothed. And it was kind of cool because uh, I was also looking up and they're talking about sperm whales. So sperm whales actually have uh, only have, I guess, teeth on the lower part of their jaw. Yeah. And I always thought it was like, you know, two sets, like, you know, top and bottom because they're talking about their ancestor. And there is a uh, the ancestor of the sperm whale that has giant, like scary megalodon level teeth. And they're like not replaceable in the same way. So they're like, yeah, they're just fused to the jaw and they think T-Rex. Yeah. Level size teeth. Oof. But wow. that's too small. Jeez. Yeah, they're huge. And they're, they were sk- terrifying. And I'm like, ah, this, this is why I wouldn't want to go in the water. Oh. Uh, but okay, still, okay, good. I still take my chances. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so. But anyway, so, okay, let's go back, 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 back. We are going to, we're going to start around with uh when we are hominid, the hominids. Where did I put that? Did I make this bigger? Uh, oh, yeah, hominids. So basically hominids are um gorillas, baboons, chimpanzees, because it's hominidae. Uh, that can't okay. pronounce words. H O M I N O I D A E. And that includes um, Homo sapiens, chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, and gibbons. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to have something that evolved looking somewhat human, that would be probably where we'd want it to start at. And yeah, like I said, it would be a, it would probably have started off uh, being closer to rivers and like just slowly venturing out more in water and they're like and just slowly evolving to the point that it allowed them to get more and more into the water and so that some of the big theories too were like uh why would these creatures like you know go back in the water it's like well an abundant food source and also it's a great way to get away from a bunch of predators so for this it would have to be some kind of more land-based predators that are so there would have to be like no alligators or any kind of water-based predators there really to because the evolution pressures would have to you know why would i go into uh the water where there are a bunch of giant predators that want to eat me yeah makes sense "Ah, i wouldn't want to do that so like you need to have a little give and take for some of this stuff yeah and probably would be it but and uh so um, I think it's a like gorillas, orangutans, and gibbons are probably, I'm pretty sure, are all um, herbivores. Yeah. Um, like, I know def- gorillas are definitely, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, uh, orangutans, gibbons. So to have it that they can also have the whole developing a brain so that they can also develop a society, because that's the whole premise of a lot of this, too, is, well, yeah, we could just have a fish monkey. <laughs> cool. But how would they sing, I want to be where the people are? They're not going to have any conversations like that. I mean, well, then Dean was right about the sideshow mermaids then. Well, yeah. Yeah, 100%. There was, yeah, yeah. there uh, there are documented cases of people literally sewing uh, fish yeah. to monkey bodies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point, even then, like, so, yeah, if they were going to sing about being a part of our world, it would not be, it couldn't be straight up plain English. They'd have to have a language all their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like whale song, you know? Yeah. 
And uh, and once again, this is why I also wanted to have like, depending on how far back things are, that's when you can actually have that. It is very distinct and very uh, niche put in where this is like it, they're not niche yet. Yeah, they're getting there. They're 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 targeting a particular niche and hoping that they get there and yeah. it all works out. Because the uh, sad thing is sometimes, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm going to have a I'm going to go with this niche and everything else. Oh, wait, that niche is already filled. And now you die. Evolution. Yay. Sometimes yeah. you win. Sometimes you lose. Yeah, well, we're always winning, baby. Top of the chain. Woo! Because of cooperation. Yeah. That, wait, that, what? That doesn't no, sound that's right. not how that's not how Andrew Ryan says it. No, that can't be right. Some, you you got to selfishly it. pull in your own direction, and it yeah. strengthens the chain. Yeah. Nope. It's cooperation. Uh, since we started in co- cooperations and like started taking care of the weakest part uh, members of our society, I mean, this is like since forever before we, there's anything written down. Oh, uh, look at him pull out the since forever thing again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those things like, I don't we don't have an exact date because I'm like, you can see it in uh, other primates too a lot of times where they'll like start taking care of sick uh, other sick creatures rather than, you know, leaving them to die. Yeah. Um, But now I got distracted a little bit, obviously. So. uh, So that's what. Yeah. Once again, it's one of those difficult points of like if we have it too human like, then they wouldn't have developed like any kind of separateness, really. Because they wouldn't have had time to develop that. But yeah, if we go too far back, we won't. They won't look all human-like. They will. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, if you put lipstick on a gorilla, oh, it's a, be the it? most beautiful gorilla in the savanna. But yeah, I know they don't live in the savanna, but yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, it it would be, but it would still be kind of cool. And um, yeah. and the uh, other thing too is like bringing this up too is uh, so do you know what's the difference between blubber and normal fat that i do not dean blubber you use to help steer yourself when you're underwater steer yourself steer yourself ballast oh no Ah. uh blubber is uh fat but the difference between normal like human fat and uh blubber is it's like more vascular there's more blood vessels in there Mm. and it's also a lot of times more dense but yeah, rich with uh, blood vessels than other adipose tissues. So being okay. able to probably help regulate heat and everything else. And it's a, well, like I said, it's a way thicker than normal fat or our normal fat to help with insulation too. So um, at one point, depending on where this particular creature is, um, which more likely would have to have started off in Africa for our purposes, um, it would slow like the longer it's been in the water, the more blubber it would need to uh, stay um, warm because so this is always interesting too. like, no matter what happens, you can get hypothermia in like any kind of pool eventually. Yeah. Unless it's like the water is literally 98.6 because eventually you're, if you lower your body, your core body temperature enough, you'll get hyperthermia. I can't remember the exact, level of one that like that point is but it's it's so it's constantly sucking out that heat and eventually you're gonna get cold no matter oh. what okay yeah so now that makes again that makes 
I mean, that would make sense at some point if it's low enough that it doesn't maintain your core temperature. Yeah, because yeah. that's just law of heat transference at that point. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, well, then like if you compare um, uh, whales or dolphins or um, seals to otters, uh, sea otters especially, sea otters don't have a lot of blubber on them. They went a different route to keep in their heat and their fur, which is stupidly densely packed like per hair per square inch like i i i recently did learn this but i, I can't remember it off the top of my head but like you know compared to ours is like it could be like somewhere around like 120 per square inch or something and this is like in the thousands or something of hairs and wow. so yeah, densely packed it is super soft don't touch them uh <laughs> unless you're at a zoo and they say oh it's okay but they'll probably bite you anyway so don't do that so there's two different routes that we could have that it's like they are particular mammalian mermaid could either be like in and out of the water enough that they can keep them keep their body temperature at an appropriate temperature and they're in a warm environment. So they don't have to worry about that for too long or eventually they could develop like a blubber layer. And if that's going to also probably dry, mean that they're going to be in the water for way longer than anything. And the same thing was like, developing a thick hair layer because mm -hmm. i think they i think uh hominids had probably hair at that point i don't think it had fur so it would ha possibly could go entirely different direction of like hair structure to keep themselves warm and insulated but once again it also depends on where they are yeah because yeah if you're in a, a river in the middle of africa potentially that river is warm enough <laughs> to be able to be in there a long time yeah but you're uh, saying that in the in the case of uh, so going back to as we're going to say, always go with the little mermaid scenario, Ariel would either have to have a thick layer of blubber mm -hmm. or be very hairy. Yes, he'd be thick like the beluga. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that uh, beautiful girl. Dean shared another picture of a beluga. I don't know if that's a girl or boy. It's hard to tell. Yeah, uh, a lot of mammals or actually a lot of aquatic animals in general. Yeah, yeah, they thick with three C's. You don't. Tell, yes, they are. You yeah. can't you can't tell you can't tell until it's too late. That's, yes. With yeah. with with aquatic mammals, you can't tell till it's too late. And it's also interesting because this particular picture of a beluga, it is a beluga sticking out of the water, uh, so spitting at the audience. But you can still see all the muscles and everything else. Yeah. And that's those are muscles underneath a blubber layer. Yeah. So if you stripped off all that fat, they just think how jacked they would look. Oh, man alive. Yeah. So do they? So, hmm? Dean? Oh, uh, they're ready to go to war against the octopus overlords that are going to be trying to take over their gigantic cities underwater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that's cannon. That's what's actually years. happening. It's, the, <laughs> it's happening. It's war, baby. Wait, so if they have octopus overlords, then didn't they? The, doesn't that mean the octopi already won? Yeah, but now the revolution begins. Yeah, but that's because they're sneaky. You try and put them in jars, but they get out of the jars. Uh, uh. And they've got a neural cluster for each of their eight arms. So they're all thinking independently. <laughs> they are they're a dangerous sort them octopi very much so okay oh, so so we've kind of determined a, a few things about depending on again where the 
where the branch off occurs. Yes. I know a lot of this is conjecture based off time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because that the the coolest thing about, at least for this particular topic, unlike like a bunch of the other ones, is we actually can have so many different things to compare and contrast to. Because like we have all these animals that have decided, I want to go back in the water. And we can see how they, they diverged, or they altered, or they changed, or they decided... I'm going to go my own special path. Uh, one of my favorite animals, the uh, uh, platypus. Oh, boy. I, uh, it was another one of those from, um, once again, plug in his thing, uh, Mothlight Media. He had one about platypi, and it was it's really interesting. And they're like talking about how potentially some of that, uh, the evolution happened when um, uh, Australia was closer to Antarctica. And it was a little bit cooler, more moist, and like more swamp-like and everything else. And because of the particular niche that it filled and filled so good, uh, then when the, um, what's the word, marsupials came, then they uh, had their niche already figured out. So like they didn't have to compete with anything because all the other species that uh, also laid eggs like that, they died off. So that's why we only have echidnas and platypi left. No, can... see, once again, you're missing the eternal war between platypi and kiwis. Oh, God. And how the platypi <sighs> drove them like St. Patrick. Patrick drove all the snaky kid kiwis off into New Zealand. Okay. You, you, you are just wanting to start fights with different animals. So yeah. back to the mammalian, well, hominid mermaid, I guess yes. would be the, the more proper language to use. All right. Okay. Uh, so we established that the closer it is to human in the evolution, like before it branched off, the more it would look like a human. Mm -hmm. Uh and but then also depending depending on the environment that it lives in, that's where you'd have a difference in overall appearance. Now, if it we did go all the way back where it did have like that dolphin tail again, okay, uh, like I said last week about the or last time about the other mermaid was, have you noticed any, something interesting about dolphin heads, like yeah. the orientation of where they're looking? Aren't they looking forward? Yes. So. The placement of the hole for where the spine goes in mm -hmm. is more on the back of their, like where our back of the head would be. So there will be, so like you wouldn't be able to look at something chest to chest because yeah. it wouldn't really look at you all that well. Now, dolphins do have a more flexible head. Same thing with um, the beluga whale, which we have an image of, mm -hmm. but it would still have that weird flop. So it, it, unless it had a, a, a longer spine. Mm -hmm. or neck but for the neck bones then yeah it would probably have an issue with that and then um also but i did learn this so besides that i learned this about manatees so manatees actually have a probably a spinal placement very similar to ours because they're always kind of looking down at the bottom eating their uh seagrass oh yeah so like one of manatees so i was like oh that's really kind of cool where they're not always looking by our perspectives, always looking up, they're kind of oh, they're on the same level as us. Interesting. Yeah, sea cows, sea cows, manatees. 
I love I love the mighty manatee. Yes. Uh, but it is illegal for you to hug them. Unless I guess if you go to like a special place where they're like, yeah, we are le- you legally can hug them here. But otherwise, mm. I think it's like yeah, it's really frowned upon. Um, I feel like it's really frowned upon to uh, hug most wild animals, either by the people around you or by the animal themselves. Yes, very much so. Or uh, like the time that some people thought the a baby buffalo was needing human intervention, so they put a blanket on it and took it into their car at Yellowstone National Park. Why? Because Why? they thought it was cold. People are so stupid. Worst thing is that 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 uh, buffalo, I'm pretty sure, died. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be accepted. It wasn't accepted back into the herd. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm always curious about that whole going not being part of the herd anymore. Yeah. Because it, it feels like that goes, but it varies from species to species. Yeah. Some animals are less caring about that if you smell like it. But I'm like, in defense of the buffalo, we almost wiped them out. So they <laughs> they have a, they probably have a genetic hatred for humans a little bit. Yeah. Well, to be to be fully fair. I mean, technically, the buffalo we have now aren't even like they are. De- they are definitely a genetic offshoot of the bison, the original bison that we did kill off. So yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, genetic offshoot. Once again, that was also in the book "Life as We Made It," uh, because she was a spe- she's a special she specialized in uh, bison and buffalo, and and she actually has a huge part of like how they brought them back. Because yeah. Technically, those bison are gone because they kind of interbred them with another herd so that, you know, they're not just super inbred. Yeah. Which is very important. Yep. You don't want that to happen. Turns out that's not good. Really? Yeah. But I was thinking about this uh, more recently, like when I was talking about uh, if we if humans didn't weren't able to spread as fast as we did. I mean, like. uh so we spread fairly fast, but then if we didn't have the wheel and we had to actually stay with walking, yeah. Um, evolutionarily speaking, we would have probably branched off more. Yeah. And it made me think about that. I was like, you need to have a certain level of interbreeding in a very similar like community. Like, yeah. And there's like a certain limit to that. Like, you need to have a certain amount of people to be able to interbreed so that your the genetic differences aren't too much, but they, and they are still similar on some level to, so that you can reinforce some of these genes and everything else. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's, and this was also, I uh, don't take that as a uh, 100% true people. Uh, that was just something I was just randomly thinking of. And I can't say that is a fact or fiction or whatever. So there's that. Don't take me as that. Oh, yeah. well, this guy said this. It's it's fine for me to have sex with my cousin. Yeah, that's not what I said. Don't don't do that. No. That's what you just Chris. said. No, he was saying he Dean. He was saying second cousin, which is oh. legal. And actually, there have been some potential benefits as long as you don't just keep doing it over and over and over generation after generation. I'm not joking about that one, dude. They actually have shown, there have been studies with that. Yeah. Well, okay, let's let's shy back away. Back on track. Yeah, back on track. Yeah, back on track. Back on track. Why does my mom keep calling me um, or texting me? She just keeps bothering me. Uh, but yeah, 
and then uh, the cool thing is then yeah when i once again we we're i was talking about how they're kind of you insulize everything else and you keep this group together then that will also allow you to develop a sense of community and a culture based off of you know similar things and then you could and that would be actually kind of cool to see once again uh, a purely water-based civilization like how they would change and adapt their particular art styles and everything else culture and since these guys would for sure be able to probably communicate vocally as compared to our fish-based mermaids then they could have an actual spoken language and then that could also be a two-part spoken language too because think about that like because potentially if they can be underwater for a very long time and be able to communicate then they could possibly like it might still be just like a simple one Mm -hmm. but imagine being able to communicate underwater and actually like coordinate uh to take down prey like well like kind of like dolphins and whales do but yeah but like human-esque looking things being able to do that and that would be kind of cool to uh basically having you have above water language and a below water language nice that would be cool and uh and it would be just very interesting because yeah eventually they could develop different types of echolocation because mm-hmm. there are and like i think it was the sea lion that can also do uh something very similar to echolocation where they okay. like click and i was like oh that's neat hmm. nice sadly i think this might actually be a shorter one yeah don't have much otherwise yeah because that's one of those things too it's we addressed a lot of this last week with uh the mermaid yeah. but uh, so and once again, like I have so much more information that I could use, but that's the problem with this is I have so much information that I could use that I could keep, go- I could go down multiple paths. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, so- yeah. And that's what kind of makes this one more interesting is because factually speaking, none of these would ever look like Ariel. No. Ever. Because that would be an impossibility in the sense of, like the timings would have to be really messed up to get even something even close to that. Yeah. And then also, uh, depending how deep they are in the water, why, why is your hair red? You can't see that color that deep, like a certain depth. You can't see that color. Well, look, you got to make it appealing to our eyes. Obviously Ariel is some sort of a siren esque succubus. Yeah. There she's a demon creature. I mean, look at what we have in the Little Mermaid. We have an octopus mermaid. I mean, what was it? A, a cephaly. I think that was yes. a name. Uh, uh, that was from uh, the October Day novels. They had a character, oh. a creature. That's what they were called, cephaly. Oh, that would make like sense. Cephalopod. Yep, cephalies. Yeah, I believe I believe they live in Cephalheim. <laughs> Wrong mythology. <laughs> We're just we're throwing everything out the window right now. Okay, I know, I know, I know. But the it's more is, of a I because I, once again, there's a certain things that are stuck in my brain. And I'm like, yeah. that's not, and I'm not saying that's not right. It's more of a that's this. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the only thing that makes I mean, it, it makes sense that you're not going to have a mermaid that looks like that. Oh, yeah. Fish thing. Yeah. You'll never you'll never get that. I mean, the closest you'd ever get to almost in that sense, I feel as far as like close to it, and even that's a little unrealistic, is you'd almost have to have Fishman from The Shape of Water. Yeah. 
and that's as close as it gets to almost being fully humanoid in that yeah. sense. Yeah. And it, 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 and I still got, I still have to see that movie. I want to oh, see, want to see Oh, you're in for a treat. If you've never seen it, it is amazing. I guess if we're going to make this super short, um, there is one thing we haven't talked about, and that is, would the reproduction process still be live birth? Or are we going to be... I'd say probably, it would probably still be live birth because like whales, dolphins, and everything yeah. else are have still live birth. And yeah. like I said before, it was like, you know, depending on where it is, that yeah. would be, it would still be in the same ballpark, again, using that expression in a weird way, as primate reproduction. Yeah. But, would be, yeah. oh, but then, yeah, if depending on where they evolved from, let's say if they didn't have legs, then they wouldn't have to worry about the uh, birth canal in the sense of like hips, like humans. Mm -hmm. So they could be also more developed because they would have to be then more developed uh, if they're more aquatic based. Yeah. Uh, so that they can just start swimming and be protected and everything else, like all other mammals. Uh, but then if they are yeah. more of the... Uh, semi uh and fit more amphibious webbed feet webbed toes like somewhat land somewhat then they could still have a that's animal baby that's underdeveloped because then they can just say okay we'll have a we have a, like a, a community system and we have a child care person yeah. while we go fish okay. which would also drive a better community bond because then they would be, oh, we all have to work together to do this. Yeah. And yeah, if they had the time to slowly evolve into something that's more dolphin-like, then that could also translate into the bonds like that. Because, like, you know, whales have, uh, killer whales have, like, pods, and dolphins have little things, but they're not mm -hmm. as pack-oriented as humans, I, I would say. Yeah. But I'm also not an expert on dolphins, so I'm like, I might also be... Well, then what's the point of any of this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I was like, I could be also just lying entirely, and well, not lying because I don't know if I'm wrong. Uh, you mistaken. could be, yeah, I could be you, mistaken. Yeah, but it's it's to me, it's an interesting concept because obviously, again, as you brought up earlier, there are still, strangely enough, egg laying mammals out there. It's not mm -hmm. like it's not like there aren't exceptions to the rules. Yeah, it's just. It's just the idea of where it would ha where it where and when it could happen. Because yeah. so much of this one, it's like you said, it's rather unique in the sense of because of how aquatic mammals are, where they decided to after being on land, deciding to go back to the water, is how they basically become an aquatic mammal. Yeah. So it, it's a huge shift from what we've seen in other things. Yeah, because, you know, from a lot of what you said, it's very much like, how do we start in that sense of because obviously, you know, according to what little bit I understand of evolution, you know, we all started off in the water. We got out of the water at some points mm -hmm. and then, you know, then then dinosaurs <laughs> skip ahead, skip ahead a couple bill, skip ahead a couple, two, three, 40 billion years. Million. Yeah. Yeah. Skip ahead, skip, skip ahead some time. Yeah. And then, you know, skip ahead a couple million years. And then, you know, dinosaurs. And then us little guys going around. Then, you know, 
big event occurs, like huge extinction level event. And because of where the dinosaurs were in that place died off. Mm -hmm. And again, even, even the big fish like ones died. Yep. And at that point, that's really what makes it all the more interesting is what was left were like the little guys who could survive on less at that point. You know, they didn't, they didn't need as much and they could have more variety in what they ate, which is why a lot of mammals did survive. We scavenged for so much of what we had. And it's well worth it in that sense of obviously. So, I mean, obviously that shift couldn't have occurred till after the asteroid. So we'd only have a certain period of time anyway. Yeah. To build this whole, this whole, uh, you know, water-based mammal now. Mm. And it is a crazy concept just to think about the idea of how far we could go with that. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Cause yeah, it's like if we started as, as a baseline human is that decided, I just want to be more towards the water, which we, we have that example with the, uh, sea nomads. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a great example just because of like this, them starting to do that. They don't, they haven't had, uh, they don't have webbed anything, yeah. but that notion of that they are slur- starting to physically yeah. adapt and everything else yeah. internally rather than externally. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, even there, it's like with the Beijiao, where they have that. And that's a question for me then, too. Is that how like whales and dolphins are able to maintain staying under the water that long, too? I think so. so something similar to that, where, yeah, they have a more efficient um circulatory system than ours so that they can mm-hmm. stay underwater and like yeah because i was like what well, was like uh the bajau they were it in the article talked about like they can uh have like a heart rate of like 30 beats per minute jeez that's a that's crazy yeah if i get mine down to, if i get mine down to 65 that's an accomplishment yep yeah yeah uh, i'm like oh yeah i'm 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 extra calm that day yeah there's a I mean, it's it's almost interesting, though, to even see that difference between humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, granted, if the Beijing were to keep going that route, it would still take millions of years for them to even get back and permanently in the water as far yeah. as that goes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not like Waterworld. No. Oh, <laughs> Man, we should have talked about Waterworld. What were we doing here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just only just recently popped in my head about Waterworld, and yeah, it's one of those things too. It's like, no, you you couldn't just randomly get gills. Could you're you're telling me ears? Yeah, that, those were gills. Yeah, yeah. You could not have gill. You're telling me Gillman can't exist? Not in that way. It just that it just. I guess if there was a high enough amount of radiation. That was causing a massive amounts of like mutations. Maybe I guess you'd eventually get Gilman. Yeah, potentially. But I'm like, yeah. And I guess yeah, since they all all the people are constantly exposed to UV radiation because there's no trees to hide under, there's no building. So therefore, maybe he they were bombarded by masses amounts of radiation, and they just. Those mutations just popped in. And then Gilman gets created. 
Yep, yep. The old man gets created. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, one of those be... like I'm like it's one of those like I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying likely for okay, that to so... happen that fast. Okay, well now that we're on this subject and this buys us some time. Mm-hmm. Would, there would would there ever be a species? I mean, I know in the idea of would there be a species that has both a lung and gill? I the only like the only example we have right now is the lungfish. Yeah. And uh what it is is it's it can breathe the air when it's ar- surrounded by like m- uh moist mud. Okay. So that's the closest we got as an actual example because otherwise like the only thing I can ever think of is like we have you have gills and lungs somehow. Yeah. Where it was like uh Babylon 5, they had one of the characters, uh he had uh gills installed so that he could basically <laughs> breathe anywhere. So that's a but again, that's a genetic manipulation. Like yeah. that that would be an unnatural genetic manipulation. Yes. So that doesn't count either. Yeah, because one of those things is like the moment you have something that looks like a fish, why does it need lungs? It's going to live in the water. Yeah, so it wouldn't need to go back and forth. It's the back and forth that you would need to have. But if you're adapted better for land, then it makes sense that you can breathe air. But if you're better adapted to water, then why are you being able to breathe yeah. air as well? So it's like, ugh. There's, there's very few biological niches that would need you to be both. Yes. And uh, what, what, what's it? What's, oh, jack of all trades. That's the yeah. expression. Uh, jack of all trades um master of done yep yeah so yeah you, you would never be able to be fully competent I, that's yeah. not even the right word uh i don't know i don't know what the word is what is what well would... can i can i put it this way because i think it will help yeah odds are ariel could never be part of our world <laughs> no unless magic yeah and that's the only other assumption she's a demon succubus she's a demon succubus siren but obviously, so I mean, but yeah, because she would have more than likely gills versus yeah. or even there, like other like mammals, you know, she would probably be able to hold her. She would probably be able to maintain under the water for a long time, occasionally coming up to just catch a breath, go mm-hmm. back. Yeah. But even there, she wouldn't live most likely she couldn't live on the surface and even there she couldn't live on the land part of the surface most likely because her bodily makeup wouldn't allow it yeah she wouldn't be able she wouldn't have oddly enough it's one of those like things to say she wouldn't have the upper body strength to probably properly move around on Mm -hmm. this land because yeah you're not doing a lot of push-ups underwater yeah yep again let's uh again cabin in the woods Check out them mermaids if you really want to see it. Yep. Say yeah, that's the best example of like you do not want to see a mermaid if if it was actually biologically uh made sense, you would not want to meet a mermaid. No. Even in myths and legends, you don't want to meet meet a mermaid most of the time. No. Like they're not not cool. They're, yeah, not that cool. No, uh they... I just like yeah, look up the story of the Undine or a whole bunch of other stuff. A lot of those things are depressing. Like the one, one of them that like, yeah, it was, I think it was of the Undine. That one's like, 
it's still depressing as hell, but like, it's not like she's murderous, but yeah. basically I th- it's like a dude kind of tricks her to be his wife. Yep. And like steals her ability to change back into a fish person. Mm. And then uh, one day the kid like helps out mommy and opens up the, like the chest and that's, then she runs away. That's that. I, well, I know that story. Um, Cartoon Saloon made an animation for it that lost the Oscar that year Oof. to Big Hero 6. It's not that good of a movie. I'm sorry, but Song of the Sea was incredible. And Cartoon Saloon loses to Disney because, again, now this is my own tirade, the Oscar committee doesn't understand animation. Well, no shit. I know. The Oscar, co- Oscar committee doesn't know understand a lot of things. Yeah. So where are we with everything here? Are we? We're, we're wrapping up. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Now I'm, we're just like ranting and raving. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. if you if you really want to leave, Dean, we'll just we'll close it off and you can leave. And, and Mac and I can talk for like 10 more minutes. Okay. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you really helps us out also tell your friends enemies and total strangers about the podcast they might enjoy it too and that can bring us all closer together oh what were you saying mike sorry i was gonna say i feel bad for the kiwi because they're in the same family as emus ostriches and them and their eggs are the same size as those animals, so <laughs> it's you. If you see it, the egg, the I egg takes up the whole entire earth internal cavity. Oh, yeah, it's I know I, it, it's huge. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying it's probably not the same size as a. Well, I mean, by I mean by I mean by size, they lay the largest eggs for yeah. their spe for any species. Well, they must have fa- found it advantageous. Don't know, don't know how or why. That seems. I don't know how you can walk like that, though. This falls into the koala category of. I really think somehow you just you lucked out of that. You lucked into that, you know, or we're very no, unlucky in the genetic lottery. Koalas did not luck into anything. They're uh, smooth brains, where they just sit in the rain. Oh, they 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 got those weird two thumbs. Do you think? Oh yeah, that oh. is. Uh, they he showed uh, Dean shared an image of a kiwi skeleton with the egg inside of its body. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how you up. can walk like that. Yeah. One leg at a time. You waddle. Don't that have is... that many predators, so it's not as scary. I'm assuming. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. No. I would hope so. I'm I'm shocked you've never seen this before. This is I, actually I, to me the yeah. Moment. I probably have, but it's one of those things that it just didn't stick. <laughs> between learning about that between learning about that with the kiwis and the fact that koalas have smooth brains 
my entire outlook on evolution has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just luck out and it's like, yeah. yeah. Don't try and feed a koala by putting eucalyptus leaves onto a plate because it won't know what to do with the eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. I I remember learning about that. I was like, Oh, that's, that's really sad. It has their feet. They're bound to starve to death when they're seniors. Because their teeth fall out and there's no replacements. Well, that's true for a lot of animals. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I don't know if this was true, but I remember learning this as a kid. And it's one of those things that it's stuck in my head. So I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but it was that te- like Tasmanian devils there. You ne- you very rarely find old Tasmanian devils because the young just eat them. Oh, uh, once again, yeah. I don't know if that's true. It was just something that stuck yeah. in my head for since forever and but i was like well it makes sense it's it's a waste of meat yeah well good for them for using every part of the buffalo yeah or in this much. case senior citizen yeah eat the old oh that's what that's sa- what those shirts say right yeah 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 